Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap, where we share developments, news and insights for all tax practitioners and SMSF professionals. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes and share. We'd love to hear back from you, so send questions and comments, even suggestions for guest speakers, to podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Hello listeners, welcome to the Tax Wrap Podcast. We're into episode 191. I'm your host, Steve Burnham, and today we're lucky enough to hear from uh, John Shepherd, who's the Assistant Commissioner, Single Touch Payroll at the Australian Taxation Office. And uh, John is also the, uh, well, he is the program lead for Single Touch Payroll, which is an initiative that seeks to leverage an employer's natural business processes to meet reporting obligations and create other benefits. Uh, we've all heard about STP. Well, it's coming. It's getting close. So uh, for those uh, employers with 19 or less, it's already been happening for people who are, uh, for employers with 20 or more employees. So anyway, we're going to hear from John and find out much more about STP. So thanks for joining us, John. That's um, It's good to get some uh, right from the uh, source, the uh, information on single-touch payroll, STP. The um, It was... Introduced about a year ago, well, for tw- employers with more than 20 employees from the 1st of July 2018, how has the process gone so far? Um, look, it's gone really well. It's been a very gradual start because, um, firstly, we had to get a whole lot of the payroll software products updated. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so some of those took a bit more time, and so there were some deferrals granted to allow a gradual transition. Right. There was around 70,000 of those employers with 20 or more employees that we expect to come on this year. Okay. Um, and so far, we've got around 50,000 of those reporting. So those that remain, we expect most of those will come on leading into June um, this year. Um, But overall, the numbers have been really, really good. And um, we've seen for uh, even the small employers, who who we'll talk about in a little while, we've seen around 40,000 of those voluntarily start reporting. So that's about 90,000 employers all up. And they really didn't have to until, I think, 1st July this year, isn't it? That's absolutely right. But they had had a payroll product that had been updated for STP, so they've chosen. It was fairly easy for them to choose to start their reporting. Oh, yeah, yep. But that's still a fair number to go from, you've got about, what did you say, 70,000 that need to be registered by, uh, or using STP by the end of uh, this financial year. It was only about two months ago. You're confident that that will happen? Um, yeah, most of them will be. There's the odd one that have got, you know, something extraordinary going on in terms of other upgrades. The very large um, companies in payroll um, are fairly complex. Right. And they often need to plan upgrades and other things in an order. Yep. So that has taken, in some cases, a bit more time. But we're seeing really good rates of onboarding at the moment. Yeah. Most business days, we're seeing around eight or 900 employers starting, and that includes two Probably around 200 substantial employers. So eight or 900 per day? Per day, starting up, yeah, starting their payroll reporting. And the transaction numbers are quite staggering. So every Wednesday, which seems to be the biggest reporting day at the moment, we're getting over, I think, 1.1 million employee records being reported to us. There you go. Um, over three million each week, so yeah, those yeah. numbers are continuing to grow and growing at a really good rate now. So hump days, Wednesday's hump day for more than one reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, with with the um, employees who are with a, a larger employer, are they going to see any difference? Are they going to see anything different happen at the end of this financial year? Um, yeah. Look, there is a little bit of a change there um, that we are um, communicating, um, and importantly, the, I'll firstly, just mention the numbers. So when you look at 
um, those 91,000 employers or nearly 92,000 employers that are now reporting, um, that's on behalf of some 6.2 million employees at the moment. Okay. Now, with that growth, we're expecting to see over the next couple of months as that onboarding continues and the very large employers coming on, um, we expect that to grow to almost 9 million by the end of June. Right, yep. So, and now the change that um, that means is that for those employers, they can finalise their data, their employer e-data in STP. Right. And no longer need to provide a payment summary to employees. So that's the kind of key key message that they need to finalise their data. Um, they have until 31 July to right. finalise their data in STP. Yep. Um, and we would encourage them to finalise as soon as possible because that then allows their employees to access their data in prefill yep. for those early lodgers who want to do their tax returns. In prefill, in, in their MyGov account? Either in MyGov or um, if they do a MyTax return, but importantly for the agent audience, it's in prefill for agents who do returns on behalf of, and there's you know, agents who do a lot of tax returns in early July for okay. everyone wanting their refund. Yep. That prefilled STP data will replace what was coming previously through the payment summary annual report. Okay, so the payment summary no longer supplied by the employer, but it'll be sitting there in my gov. Absolutely. Yeah. So that sounds like a big change too for employees, and certainly the key message for agents of employees or of individuals yep. is that the way they get their payment summary is changing. Right. Um, but they will more or less be able to have access to the same information. Um, however, they will get that through MyGov. Um, and they'll be able to download that through the ATO online um, in MyGov. Yep. Um, if they want a copy of their payment summary, as I said, the data f- flows through to prefill, but if for some reason they still want to get access to it, there has been another name change, and I say another because I know people still call it a group certificate. And interestingly, right. yeah. 19 years ago it changed from group certificate oh, to payment summary, but everyone still calls it a group certificate. I, even I, I have been known to. Yeah. Most yeah. of the people in my workplace still call it a group certificate, <laughs> so it will be called an income statement, income um, statement what right. you access online, but it looks very, very much like what's on a payment summary. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, so this is to substantial employers, but um, I know that the legislation was passed earlier this year on Feb 12 for um, employers with, with 19 or less staff. Now, they are required to, um, I think required, but they're, they're expected to start using STP by the end of, uh, by the 1st of July 2019. Um, how's that been going? Look, again, as I mentioned, we've got 40,000 who have opted in. So they've yep. actually just started and having a good experience, but the numbers are much bigger for the small employers. So just as by way of context, I mentioned the 70,000 who have more than 20 employees. Right. There's around 730,000 employers in Australia who have um, 19 or fewer employees. Right. Okay. And really importantly, a big chunk of those are what we would call micro-employers, so have one to f- between one and four employees, right. yep. very small businesses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all in as well um, from 1 July. So um, one of the features, again, and one of the challenges with that group is about two-thirds of those micro-employers don't currently use a payroll um, product, is it payroll right? software product. Really? Are they just use spreadsheets or...? Spreadsheets are pretty common. Right, really? um, still, paper processes are pretty common. Yeah. So um, we've really um, taken our time to work through with, with some industry stakeholders how best to transition that large number of people, and they're not all going to land on 1 July. No. That's just not, not, not what we expect to see. No, no. However, what we've actually done is put in place a range of transition things, and importantly, um, the Commissioner released a statement at the same time as the passage of legislation. Now, the Commissioner... Um, doesn't release statements every other day. He certainly did when you look back at um, GST times. There was oh, some no. commissioner's statement about how he would deal with BAS and, and transition people into GST. Yep. 
Back to TaxPAC for those that are as old as me and remember TaxPAC, there was a bit of a statement in there that said if you actually follow TaxPAC and and do your best endeavours that you know you will actually be protected against if you make a mistake. Oh right, yeah. So the statement this time um, from the commissioner is on our website and it talks about a, a flexible, reasonable, and pragmatic approach to the transition. Okay, yeah. So people so, shouldn't be afraid of uh, making a mistake because uh, that's that's human nature. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, look, making best endeavours, as I said, the first year. So that statement outlines a few things. Um, um, one is um, our approach to penalties, and that is that the first year um, is a transition year, and it's really about helping and assisting people, not penalising people. So there are no penalties for the first year of reporting oh, from okay. 1 July 19. Yep. That was the same approach that's been adopted for the 20 or mores um, in this last 12 months as well. Um, importantly, also, it talks about um, options around low cost, dealing with the issue I mentioned about um, those with no software. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been working with industry and um, rather than um, putting this in the tax, tax agent portal or the ATO portal, we've we do, instead worked with industry to come up with a register of low or no cost solutions and a range of those. Okay, that yep, register yep. is on our website and at ato.gov.au forward slash STP solutions. STP solutions, okay. Yep, and it has around um, 22 solutions currently on there and I expect a few more to come. Right. Um, I think there's about eight of those currently available, but nearly all of those are expected to be available by July. And these are the low or no cost? Low or no cost. Solution, and okay. they, there's a range of things on there and this is part of the benefit of actually working with industry to develop the solutions. Yeah. There will be um, payroll only um, products which have been released by a number of um, the software developers right, right. Um, at $10 a month and okay. up from one to four employees. There's also things like online forms, which yep. will be available for very low cost or no cost. And importantly, um, one of the features of the register is some apps. So those who say that they've got no, you know, their client doesn't have a computer, looking for a lightweight solution, there will be lightweight solutions like apps that will allow them to enter their payroll information into the app to securely report then through to the ATO. Oh, well, that's, I was actually going to ask that because we had a, a, a member of Tax and Super Australia who had, who had a client um, who did not have internet. So um, he was in a bit of a panic about what to do about that guy. So yes, and there certainly, are solutions. And, and not only that, the statement outlines our approach to things like deferrals and exemptions. And certainly one of our, depending on why he doesn't have internet, because of, if it's a choice thing or because he's in right. an area that doesn't, Provide. Yep, I, we know true. that's we know that's very true, and and certainly we have a lot of feedback about that. And our approach there has been, um, those employers are eligible to um, request an exemption if right. they don't have regular internet to be able to send, or they can actually access one of our other transition options, um, which includes the ability to report quarterly through a registered agent oh, for the first good. two years. Okay. So you report um, quarterly through your tax agent? Through your tax, a tax okay. or BAS agent yep. for the first two years. And that's um, again, would be via one of these low-cost solutions. Mm. Um, mm. And it's bounded by two years, and then they would need to transition to um, a payday reporting option. Now, this is that, that option to transition quarterly through the agent is targeted at the one to four right. employees again. Um, and is really about helping them um, go from particularly the very paper-based um, employers. Right. As yeah. a stepping stone, they can actually sit down when they come to do their BAS. The agent can then assist them to do their STP reporting, and at some stage, they can then transition to doing that on payday themselves. Yes. Yeah. So, what, if a if a um, business is, is in that position and wants to apply for an exemption, what's the steps? 
Um, so we've got a um, we've released um, a new online form from the start of April, mm-hmm. um, which is available both in the business portal and on the tax agent portal, and as well as that in the new tax professional. Is that the online services for agents? That's, That's correct. Okay, yeah. right. So in there, there's actually um, access to a form that enables you to do all of those things I just talked about. So you can apply for additional time. Yeah. Um, you can actually apply for an exe- put an exemption request in there. You can put in a quarterly reporting through your agent request, or the agent can do that on behalf of the employee. Yep. It also allows you to notify things like, um, one of the examples we get asked a lot is, I, I do the pay run for my business myself. However, I then get a bookkeeper to come and enter the data into the software, but they only do that a couple of days later. So it allows things like a defer, a, a recurring deferral, which would allow an employer or an agent to notify us that they're going to be two days late with their report every payday. Yeah, and yeah. and we allow that. That's actually okay. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's a common, uh, could be a common. It's a, thing. quite a common thing. The other one I should get out here too, um, Steve, is um, in that commissioner's statement. We've talked a lot about one July, but in that commissioner's statement, we've also said that provided an employer starts their reporting by thirty September. Um, they don't need to apply for additional time. Oh, so we've actually okay. built in a three-month kind of buffer period up okay. front. Bit of wriggle room there. Noting yeah. that the legislation did pass quite late and 1 July seems really soon and also 1 July I know is a really busy time for everybody. That's true, yeah. Um, we wanted to give people the time to work out how they're going to go about this. If they still need additional time, they have until 30 September still. Mm-hmm. So they could come in um, in September and, and request some additional time oh, right. through yeah. those, that online but form no, as well. Uh, Hard and fast need to until September. Did you say the end of September, sorry? Um, end of September, end of that's September. right. And look, okay. I should say that um, I, I've talked about the online form as the process and you've talked about people with no internet. Yeah. I should mention that there are um, catch-alls here for people who can't access um, the business portal or, or tax um, tax professional portal. Yeah. To yeah. do this, they can call our call centre as well and okay. actually um, request deferrals, exemptions through that process as yeah. a, as a yeah. fallback. Well, it seems to be worth a worthwhile effort. I mean, I... I, I just today, actually, I uh, looked at this Intuit survey of, uh, of 500 small businesses and uh, um, 70% reported it was available to take on payroll software. And of the people who initially or have not had payroll software before, about 34% of those surveyed found that saves them about two hours a week. So I mean, that's a good result. That's good early data and I think and it, it's mm. a good early result. I think one of the other things that was pointed out in that survey, if, I've, if it's the same one I've seen, mm. um, was awareness levels are still not high. They're still oh, reasonably right. low. Yep. We have been in the process of writing to all employers in Australia to inform them of, make them aware of STP and what's going to be required. Mm. Um, and we will gradually ramp up that communication over the next month or so. Yeah, yep. And we're providing a number of resources through our website. But importantly, the agent audience is a key communicator yeah, to well, clients of what's required and when yep, and exactly. help people not to panic here because as I said we know not everyone's going to come in one July that's why we've built in that kind of ex- that flexibility to the start date yep, yep. but also the ability for deferrals that, for those who most need it. Oh that's uh, I mean Tax and Super Australia members uh, they have a lot of small business clients so hopefully this message is getting out to the right audience. Um, speaking of that audience though I mean I, I know it's a common common scenario where there's a, a one-man business one-person business I should say who pays themselves as an employee contractor, what do those people do? Um, so if they're paid as an employee, um, and I mean the pay-as-you-go withholding system, yeah. um, we have put in place special arrangements. Um, that includes whether they're a director or a family member. Um, so what we would call a closely held payee. That's right. There's current spe- currently special um, arrangements in place where they get until... Um, usually later in the year to lodge their payment summaries because they do them at the same time as they do their tax returns and that can be as late as April in the following year. Oh, that's right. So um, what we have said is under STP... 
the feedback we've had is there isn't often often isn't a regular pay event. Those people might take a pay once a month or right. once a quarter, depending on how the business is travelling. Yeah, yeah. Or they might take it periodically, borrow, take money from the loan account, and then at some stage the agent goes and trues that up or helps the business owner true that up and work out how much was salary and how much is paid back. Yep. And at that point, then they determine the withholding and submit that to the ATO. What we've said for STP, given all of that, they're not going to run a normal payroll process. Um, they can report quarterly an estimate of that salary and wage amounts and tax amounts. I see, yeah. And then still do their true up at the end of the year. So oh, there's okay. a fact sheet we've provided yep. um, outlining those special arrangements for closely held okay. um, or, as you said, family kind of business um, payees. But importantly, if a business has arm's length employees as well as those family members, yep. those special arrangements only apply to the closely held ones. Okay, all right. So, so sort of like their, you make an adjustment. For like their regular employees, they would still have to report um, under STP. Yep. But for the others, they can do that quarterly, as I mentioned, as an ongoing. That's not bounded by the two years, that one. That's actually an ongoing arrangement. Okay, and that's even within the same entity, if there's... Uh, arm's length or closely held within the same entity? Yes, if they're in the same entity, the arm's length have to be paid on payday. Right. Sorry, reported on payday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the others can be reported quarterly. Okay, that's good to know. Um, now, we just mentioned that the employees will see changes to how their supplier um, payment summary, or what was it, income statement? Income statement, income statement. In, Any other changes that employees may see, or anyone really? Um, well, definitely. So one of the kind of main reasons as well, one of the other reasons for STP, particularly for small business and small employers, is the protection of the super guarantee payments for their employees. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of the challenges we have in, um, in being the regulator for super guarantee at the moment is that we don't have visibility of the liabilities that the employer has yep. to those employees. And we have kind of delayed visibility around the payments that are made because we did have annual reporting in place from the super funds. Right. Um, what's been instituted this last financial, this current financial year is the funds are now reporting to us um, within 10 days of receiving every contribution. Mm. Um, so we now have all of that data being reported to us on employer payments right. of contribution amounts for employees. That's reported to us regularly. Um, and we're making that available. So if, you, if people to log in and have a look at their ATO online account in MyGov, they will see those contribution mate amounts that have been reported. Oh, that's good. And under STP, the important missing bit of the picture was the, the liability amounts reported for each employee. Right, okay. Um, at every payday. So um, that's the amount that would have been on a payslip. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of employees considered what was on their payslip was being paid every payday. Uh, yeah, but yeah. of course, the way the super system works is payments are generally due quarterly. Right. A lot of employers do pay monthly, but there's not too many that pay every payday. So no, no. Um, they were getting the liability accruing and seeing that on their payslip. But when the payment actually, they weren't actually realising that in some cases, the employers weren't then making the payments. No, and then no. by the time we found out about that, it would be as a sub result of a complaint we would go out to tackle the employer about it and often that business was not viable and not able to pay that money back oh, and the employees miss out, therefore, yeah, on yeah. their super. And you hear everyone you talk to has a story about a family member or a friend yeah, yeah. who's been dudded at some stage on their super payments yeah. and we've done an estimate of that around $2.8 billion a year um, is how much we think in, in super guarantee that's not getting paid. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, a, that's a fair bit of earnings that isn't happening. Uh, Absolutely. Consider that. Well, so the, the SG amnesty is off the table uh, now, so I'm, I'm assuming then with what you've just said, the ST people kind of take care of that, that effort. Well, it will certainly give that visibility and allow us to follow up much more quickly yep. with employers who are late or don't make a payment, yep. but also yep. be able to give that visibility to employees. Now, this is information employees did have access to, 
but because they weren't aware to log on to their super fund to check that no. their payments were going in yeah. and didn't really understand how it worked, we'll be able to better service the employees and say, hey, here's what you're owed and here's what we're seeing is being paid. Yeah. Perhaps if there's a big difference, you might want to actually inquire and see what's going on. I know that um, the 1st of March there was a change made to the director penalty regime. I think the SG payments are now... Uh, fall due on the due date, not 30 days or after the due date, uh, before the director penalty can be applied or not. Um, that will kind of take care of all that sort of thing. It's something else that people would need to be aware of, I assume. Um, yeah, it's probably not an area I'll comment much on. No, no, one. of course not. Just a, just, yeah. just a thought occurred yeah. to me. Um, okay, so we, what about people, if people want to get more information and uh, any support about STP, do they have, who do they reach out to? Um, look, um, obviously agents are a great source and, and they're someone we actually say to businesses um, that they should talk to um, particularly as they start to think about how they get ready and what they need to do for STP. Yep. Um, if they do have a um, payroll software provider, they should be looking at what information that that software provider right. yep. has told them about what they need to do to get ready. There is an important step in a lot of those products that employers need to be aware of, which is that they need to notify a software ID, um, a one-off notification before they start reporting. Oh, right, they need yeah. to notify that to the ATO so that we accept their reports when they come in. I see. Yeah. Um, we do have a bit of error up front when people don't notify because they think they start their reporting thinking this was really easy, yeah, yeah. but they miss that key step. That's not the case in every product, but certainly a software provider will advise it's, it's worth whether that's required okay. and whether or not they're ready also. I think most of the software providers are now saying, encouraging their businesses to start their reporting, not to wait till July. No, no. Um, no we have a little, not an arrangement, but we deal with a ADP a little bit. And I know I was talking to someone from there the other day and they, they were mentioning that they're really trying to get people on board now rather than leave it till later. Yes. But no, that's a good point. So you have, what a software ID that needs to be... Um, yeah, so it's a software ID that needs to be notified, and it can be notified either through Access Manager if you mm -hmm. if people have an OzKey and access that, yep. or they can call our call centre again. They can do that again earlier, yep. even if they're not going to start reporting until later. Okay. Um, I suggest they kind of don't wait until July no. to, to do right. that. Um, I think as well, important message is, as I said, you can start any time. You don't need to start from July. Because it's year-to-date reporting, you effectively catch up on your year's reporting from your first report. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and that means if you start before June, you don't need to do payment summaries as an employer okay. um, for this first year. Okay, so even starting now, you benefit. get rid of that payment summary obligation. That's absolutely right. That, that's a good thing. So, And look, there's lots of other good information on our website, which is at ato.gov.au forward slash STP. There's okay. videos, webcasts. Um, a bunch of fact sheets, yep. um, and we also, if you look at any of the ATO's social media accounts, um, there's always lots of good information flowing there about events and things, okay. yep. you know, communicating, plus all the associations are doing lots of events at the moment well, around yeah, we're, we're trying to cover, cover the information as best we can in the Tax and Super Australia products. Um, I just, there's a hashtag, I assume, is there an STP hashtag? I'll, I'll go and have a look when I get um, back to the office. Oh, yeah, hashtag STP. How about yeah. as simple as that? We <laughs> thought about that one for a while. But yeah, <laughs> or, um, and otherwise I provide updates as well through my social media accounts, which is John Shepherd STP. Oh, good, okay. Um, and LinkedIn, if you know if people want to follow those and actually get updates. Yeah, yep, excellent. Thanks very much, John, for all the information and the incredibly valuable uh, points and tips on single-touch payroll. Uh, hopefully it will all be uh, set in concrete by 1st of July, but... Uh, uh, in the meantime, it's all going well, it seems. No, no, it is, and, and I just encourage people, don't wait until that 30 September last date to do something. Oh, Start yeah. looking into this now um, and take at least some kind of positive steps about how you're going to go about this, whether that's engaging with your agent or your software developer or yep. at least actually doing a bit of research in terms of the solutions that are out there. Sure, sure, excellent. Okay, listeners, thanks for, for being patient and listening to us today again. Uh, please tune in again next time. <laughs>